You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Who had put their faith in him. And so, just what a, a blessing. But this Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, he was the object of trials. He was the object of uh, temptations. Brother David, again, you want to go ahead and preach my message tonight? Uh, temptations. He was the object of treachery and would also be the object of many traitors. And the Lord himself, the perfect Son of God, experienced this all for us. Christmas time, we give gifts, we receive gifts, but the one that we should give the gift to the most is the Lord. I wonder what the Lord would want. I doubt the biggest thing that the Lord would want is an offering. I doubt that the biggest thing the Lord would want would be some sacrificial gift that we could offer. I think the greatest thing that the Lord wants from us is us. He wants us. It's not what we can give him. It's who he created us to be for him. And here as we think about this and uh, that the Lord uh, is the one who should be in the focus uh, during this Christmas time, we see though that not everybody stays faithful. Here in John 6, verse 66, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Verse 64, he said, and there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. I've got they and who underlined in my Bible. Two different people. The they that believed not, those were many of the disciples. These were individuals that claimed and professed to be a follower of Christ. Yet they were not believers. And so there was a they, a group of they and an individual who was a who. And we know, of course, the who was Judas Iscariot. But with this, we, we see that some of these who quit, they went away. They were following the Lord, and they quit. But are they, were they so much different than us? So, Pastor, we're here. Good. Praise the Lord. But what was it that got them to go away? The Lord was teaching them, and in his teaching, he referred to his body, he referred to his blood, and he was teaching them that salvation was in him, accepting him. And the eating of his body and the drinking of his blood, referencing uh, what uh, the Lord's Supper represents, the shed blood, the broken body, the receiving of the Savior. Uh, that's how we have salvation. But with that, they said it's a hard saying. They didn't like something that Jesus taught. 
And from that time, many walked no more with him. And we see here how these people quit. Uh, they quit following the Lord. And, and with that, though, some stayed faithful and others went away. Yet even some of the faithful weren't always faithful. I don't know about you, but I find comfort in other people's humanity when I read the Bible. I look at, I look at uh, Peter and it's like, okay, there's hope for me. I, I look at other individuals who, like Peter, was one who said, I'm going fishing. I'm done. And he walked away and then the Lord went and got him and brought him back. You see, he had a season of unfaithfulness. You know, every one of us have seasons where we're not where we need to be. None of us have arrived. But there are seasons in, in the Christian life. And there are seasons where we are more susceptible to walking away. There are seasons when we are more susceptible to being faithless instead of faithful. And so uh, here tonight, uh, we're going to look at a Christmas choice. Uh, we have a choice in what we give the Lord. There's a choice. And tonight, I hope all of us choose to give Him ourself. I don't know about you, but I've got to push reset buttons in my life. Times that things get a little bit out of whack and i got to push a little reset button. It's not, I'm not where I need to be. And in our life uh, as believers, we all find ourselves like that. And so uh, a Christmas choice. Uh, we could choose just to receive, but we can also choose to give. And let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless now this time. Thank you for uh, just the Word of God and the instruction that's there. I pray that you would help us to make practical application, not just to glean knowledge and store it away in the recesses of our mind, but Lord, to be able to take uh, some of these truths and, and to be able to bring our life up alongside them and to see what changes uh, that we need to make so we can be a better servant for you. And so I pray that you'd help now for Christ's sake. Amen. So we make many choices. Uh, in life, we make relational choices. We make, uh, we make financial choices. We make spiritual choices. Uh, we make all kinds of choices. And many of these choices, though, are made over and over again. Uh, there are some decisions that you find yourself going back because our decisions are challenged. Uh, the world that we live in, the Lord said that we are to be in the world, but not of the world. Uh, and, and being uh, in this world, we are going to be faced with challenges uh, in our faith. And we're going to have to make decisions, and we're going to have to make some choices. Uh, and so uh, some of those choices are made over and over again. Some of those choices are decisions that you make. Uh, and if we are people who live by principle, uh, we, we come to a decision, we make a decision, uh, we develop a principle, and then we start allowing our principles to make our decisions for us. 
Because if we have to make a decision every time an issue comes up, then pretty soon we're going to make some bad decisions because sometimes we are stronger than we are at other times. Uh, sometimes we are more spiritual than we are at other times. Sometimes we have more character than we do at other times. But if we allow our, dis- our principles to make our decisions for us, we put ourselves in a lot better place. That's why the book of Proverbs is in the Bible. Uh, it, is a, it is a list of principles and guidelines to help us put those bumpers up in our life so when we are faced with decisions, uh, we can look at the Word of God, and not just in Proverbs, but we can look at the Word of God and have these principles that will guide us in our decisions. And so we want to make uh, good decisions, but we make choices over and over again. Uh, and in life, as we look at these individuals in John 6, uh, there are different decisions uh, that I think we can look at uh, for them or, or gain from them uh, that I think will be a help. Uh, we can make a choice, number one, to fear. To fear. You know, when the disciples were there and some started challenging what Jesus said, it put people in a bad spot. It put people in a spot where Oh no, where am I going to stand? People decided, hey, I'm going to I'm going to leave. I'm not I'm not I don't like this hard saying. I am going to leave. And what do we find? We find fear. Uh, fear is natural. Fear is debilitating. But oftentimes fear is the precursor for other decisions that makes. Uh, in the Bible, uh, 70 times we find the phrase fear not. Fear not. Uh, The Lord doesn't want us to be people who are acting out of fear. Uh, That's why this whole COVID event, uh, the uh, so many have been allowing the fear to drive their decisions, and and if we allow fear to drive our decisions, uh, we're going to be we're going to be bounced all over the place. Uh, But He said, "Fear not." Uh, Seven times in Genesis, the phrase is used. Eight times in the book of Isaiah, and then nine times in the book of Luke, we find that phrase over and over again. And, and fear can keep us from doing what we know is right. You know, family time, Christmas time, you're going to be around family and people that do not believe the way we believe and you believe. And you know what you're going to face? You're going to face walking into a family gathering and there's going to be fear. Do we pray before we eat? Well, it's easy to pray when you're sitting down with a bunch of Christians. But what about when you're not with Christians? I remember after I first got saved and tried to start serving the Lord, and I remember uh, sitting at, a, at the lunch, lunch table and we had we had three lunches. I mean, our school we had a four A school, and it was a it was a large uh, school. And so I remember sitting down at lunchtime and thinking, Lord, I need to be thankful for my food and bow my head and pray. But I was embarrassed. All my friends were around, and I remember dropping my napkin. Lord bless the food. Amen. I remember that struggle at first and trying to be able to to deal with fear. 
What am I going to do? You know, fear is a very real thing. And, and if we're not careful, we can allow fear to cause us not to live the way the Lord would want us to live. Fear can make us be a, embarrassed of the Lord. If I were to ask you, are you ashamed of the Lord? Nobody's going to say they're ashamed of the Lord. But sometimes when we're outnumbered, all of a sudden fear can grip our heart. All of a sudden it's, oh no, what is everybody going to think or what are they going to say? And here these disciples, they found them in a spot, uh, and it wasn't Christmas time, and it wasn't a family gathering, but it was the disciples. All these disciples, these followers were there. They all heard the same message, but there wasn't the same response. And when people respond differently than how you respond, now all of a sudden you find yourself uh, in a position of fear because you don't want them to think badly of you. Peer pressure is not just for kids. I think I handled peer pressure better as a kid than I do as an adult. Peer pressure is a very real thing. And, and with that, though, we can find ourselves uh, really uh, uh, being in a place where fear starts to drive us. Uh, the Bible says that the fear of man bringeth a snare. And we've got to make sure that our focus is on the Lord and not on people. We're not going to stand before anybody else, but we will stand before the Lord. And we want to make sure that we are pleasing Him and making Him happy. Uh, and so fear can keep us from doing what we know is right, standing up for the Lord. Uh, I, I don't know how many times that uh, my, my grandpa, uh, he used to use the Lord's name just about every other Ever other sentence, it was just, uh, just over and over and over again. It was like, Grandpa, can you not use the Lord's name? It was hard. It's hard to stand up. And I wish I could say that I always stood up. I didn't always stood up, stand up. But sometimes we find ourselves in that position, and and fear will cause us not to do what's right. Uh, standing up for the Lord, standing up for righteousness. We're going to walk into situations with family members, gender issues. Truth, truth doesn't change. And I'm not saying Christmas morning is the time to get your Bible out and have a, a Bible study on Romans 1, uh, but at the same time, we don't have to back up and apologize for our faith. Be willing to stand for truth. You see, fear will cause us to want to back, back up. Uh, standing up for our faith and standing up for our friends, standing up for our church. Uh, we can find ourselves all of a sudden just because of fear of what somebody else is saying or somebody else is doing. And then we're not sure we want to be liked. We want to be uh, uh, appreciated. And we don't want to be the one that's standing in this point of contention. But I'll tell you something. These believers that were standing there, when some of them decided to stay and others decided 
decided to leave. There was a battle that went on with these individuals. Uh, there was a fear maybe of getting involved, a fear of being misunderstood, a fear of being different. Uh, and, and here these disciples, they were, they were going through all of that just like we do. Uh, these disciples had the Lord uh, as their shepherd, yet there was still misunderstanding and there was still disunity. And with that, some chose to be offended. Uh, it says those that were, uh, they were offended uh, and uh, they, they went away uh, and they walked no more with him. And so uh, those that were offended, uh, some are offended and left and those that were, uh, were not offended and stayed. And uh, there, was, there was a battle that was there in between uh, each group. Uh, and Peter Sounds pretty sure at this point. He ends up standing for the Lord. But other times we see him not standing for the Lord. In this moment, he stood up and he has the right answer. It was almost like he had the dialogue already figured out. Have you ever walked away from a situation and thought, oh, I should have said this? Well, Peter didn't have that opportunity, uh, but what he said was powerful. What his, his response was was amazing, but he was, he was faced with, with a choice, and that choice was one to stand up or uh, to fall away. And uh, the decision to, to, to act and live by faith and not according to fear. Romans 1.17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And, and here, uh, just following and living by our faith. But fear will cause us not to live by our faith. It'll cause us to, to hide our faith. Hebrews 11.6, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. So fear, There's, there is fear that we can face. Uh, there is not only uh, fear, uh, but you can also flee, to flee. It's a choice, a choice to fear, a choice to flee. Now, natural responses to fear is fight or flight. That's the natural response. And with that, we see that some chose one direction, others chose the other. Uh, you know, the preparation and training give you the tools to make sure that your response is appropriate to the situation at hand. Uh, John 6, look at verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Now notice, it was the words that he spoke which were spirit and life but it was his words that they were offended at. And so the Lord was just bringing them back and saying, listen, what you're offended about is truth. 
And so uh, he brings them back to that position, verse 64. But there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew who from the beginning, who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, therefore, and he said, therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. And from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. You see, it was a choice. There was a choice. They, had a, they were faced with a choice, a decision, uh, and uh, they, they had a choice. They could look in at the situation according to the Spirit, or they could look at the, the situation according to the flesh, uh, according to their own senses, uh, as where it was dealt with here by the Lord, verse 63 uh, and 64. And so, uh, verse 63. The Bible says, many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, this is an hard saying, who can hear it? And when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, doth this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are our life. And so Jesus uh, here was teaching them, and he was giving them spiritual truth, and they choked on it. Uh, and he said, doth this offend you? Uh, the individual decision in verse 61. But then in verse 64, it says, but there are some of you that believe not. Uh, and then verse 66, from that time, many uh, walked, uh, many of his disciples went back and walked no, no more with him. Uh, here, what we find is that one decision, one person impacts many more. It went from you to some to many. And, and each had to make an individual choice, but not all made good decisions. And your decisions and my decisions, they will have an impact on somebody else. You know, our decision to follow the Lord... Even at Christmas, it'll have an impact. There are some that are just watching to see what we do. I wonder if they're going to pray. They say they're Christians. Are they going to really pray when everybody's around? They might be watching. They might be watching on whether or not we're going to drink. They might be watching whether we are going to engage and laugh at dirty jokes and different things that are presented. And what we find is that we've just got to be on guard. You know, our decisions to follow the Lord, it will impact others. Uh, and, and we notice here uh, that the Lord, uh, He was just stable. He didn't change. Uh, and uh, He didn't change to keep those who were offended. The good shepherd let them go. If you only chase strays, you will never get the flock to their destination. And sometimes that, that might sound harsh, but hear the Lord, he didn't, he didn't go after them. He didn't go begging them to come back. He let him go. You know why? Because he had a mission. And the mission that he had was to reach people. 
That mission didn't change. And here, uh, the Lord, uh, as He was, he was uh, leading them, we see these individuals, they, they were faced with cho- choices, and we are faced with choices. We can have uh, the choice to fear, we can have the choice to flee, but we also have a choice to follow. Choice to follow. And that's where we look at verse 66 to 69. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said, Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? Now, notice here, I don't know if there's anybody else in that group. We know many other disciples walked away, but I'm guessing there were still some other disciples that were there. I'm guessing that others than besides just the 12 were still there. But the Lord looked at the leadership and he said, will ye also go away? He's looking and saying, are you going to be drawn away? Are you going to be challenged to go? And the decision to follow the Lord, it's not compulsory. The Lord isn't making anybody follow him. He's not going to twist anybody's arm to follow him. And that was the case with these apostles. He wasn't going to twist their arms. Uh, and, and here the question was, will he also go away? Uh, the consternation, the thought process. Peter, uh, he had a great thought. Uh, his response, Lord, to whom shall we go? Lord, to whom shall we go? And, and then uh, they were, he was at this place where he was like, uh, Lord, whom shall we go? Uh, Peter had the great answer here. Uh, and and, and when, when the Lord said, or Peter said to the Lord, Lord, to whom shall we go? Then who were the others that left? Who were they following? It was evident who they were not following. And, and here, the Lord is looking at these disciples. He said, uh, will you also go away? Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? Uh, and he said, thou hast the words of eternal life. Uh, verse 68, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Uh, what do we find here? We find Peter's response was corporate and collective. He was including other people, just like the the ones that said, uh, this is a hard saying and we're going away. Uh, Peter was also saying, hey, uh, we aren't going anywhere. He was, he was making that declaration. He spoke. He said, we believe. Uh, he spoke in faith for himself and for the other disciples. He says, and are sure. There was confidence. There was faith. There was trust uh, that thou art the Christ. He said, he said, you are the Messiah. You are the one that we are going to follow, the son of the living God. He was just declaring the deity of the Lord. He was the Messiah. He was the one that they were going to follow. And so Peter's declaration, it was for himself, it was for those who were his friends, and it was for all that he had influence over. 
And you know, that, that choice, uh, Romans 14, 7 says, For none of us live to, liveth to himself, uh, and no man dieth to himself. Uh, there, is, there is an impact that we have. And, and when we go uh, into our uh, respective families, we go back into uh, different places for Christmas. Uh, we find ourselves uh, in different situations. Uh, we can allow fear to cause us to back down on our faith. We can cause the, the actions of other people who have quit to affect us to where we don't uh, stand for truth, uh, or we can just make that declaration, Lord, who are we going to go to? Lord, to whom shall we go? We're following you. And, you know, just keeping our eyes on the Lord is where all of us need to be. And here I, I look at these individuals, and I think for Christmas, the Lord just wants us to be faithful. Be faithful. Don't, don't, don't allow fear to drive us. Don't allow ours, uh, the impact or the actions of other people to cause us uh, to go astray. Uh, and let's just stay faithful to the Lord. And so here, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said, Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, uh, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then the Lord points out uh, Judas here. He says, And Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve and one of you as a devil? And he spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. And there, was, there were individuals that were in there that were betraying. And that was, uh, here was Judas Iscariot, and they walked no more. But there were others that were not believers as well. And let's, let's just make sure that, that we just give the Lord, let's make choices that we will follow the Savior. We're just going to follow. No matter what anybody else does, we're just going to follow. Father, I pray that you'd help us uh, to have strength. Uh, help us, Lord, as we uh, live in these days of challenge and uh, so much change. I pray that you'd help us to stand for you and to follow you, uh, whether it's hard, uh, whether your, your, your sayings are uh, acceptable to the world and the culture that we live in, uh, but Lord, just help us to stand for you. And so I pray that you'd help us uh, meet needs that we have. Help us, Lord, to be faithful. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.